Well, the NBA trade deadline came and went and the Lakers made no moves. Was this the right decision or did they make yet another mistake? What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Now, Dad, listen, the trade deadline uh, was a few days ago. I wanted to let the dust settle slightly because there were a lot of emotions. People were, you know, very opinionated on the fact that the Lakers made no moves. And I wanted to give a couple of days to let the dust settle, let the emotions kind of dry up so that we could have more of a clear head in talking about this. Now, Dad, were you, first of all, I guess, were you surprised that the Lakers made no moves? No, Hannah, I'm not surprised, and I think I'm probably one of the few people who thinks that they probably did the right thing by not making a move. You know, I actually agree with you, and I think we can sometimes get a little bit caught up in the rumors, caught up in the the excitement leading up to the trade deadline, of course. It's a very kind of whirlwind couple of days. A lot of big trades happen. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, a few weeks ago when we were first starting, and honestly a couple of months ago, when we first kind of even started floating the ideas of, you know, the Lakers potentially making a trade, we both felt like it wasn't the smartest idea. You know, there really isn't anyone out there that the Lakers could get that would make that much of a difference, unfortunately. Of course, also, the Lakers don't really have anything that I think other teams want. You know, unfortunately... We don't have any, you know, first round picks. We don't, our only real young asset is THT, maybe Austin Reeves. But again, I I have mixed opinions on trading those guys. So the Lakers just unfortunately didn't have enough of a trade package to really get anyone that would make a big difference. So I'm not surprised that they didn't make a trade. And at the end of the day, um, I'm I'm not really upset about it. Yeah, Hannah, again, it's not that I'm not upset. I mean, every Laker fan, of course, myself included, wanted the Lakers to make a trade to improve the team and, and you know, hopefully re-energize the situation so that uh, Lakers can finish the season strong. But the reality of the situation, as you just said, Hannah, is the Lakers just didn't have the assets to do it. They, they just didn't. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the big trade uh, that has been kind of floating around the last couple of weeks that really heated up was apparently uh, that we were trying to trade Russell Westbrook um, for John Wall. Now, if that's even true, I don't necessarily know. Now, obviously, I think if the Lakers could trade Russell Westbrook, they definitely would have. Obviously, he's playing absolutely horrible, making close to $47 million. But, I mean, Dad, I just I find it really hard to believe that any team would even have considered for a second taking on that huge contract, especially when you consider how terrible Russ has been playing this season. Well, uh, John Wall's contract is just almost the same as Russell Westbrook's contract. That's why they were thinking of exchanging for one another. The problem is John Wall hasn't played in two years. At least Russell Westbrook shows up every night and plays the game of basketball. And apparently to make that work, at least the rumors were saying we had to throw in a first-round draft pick, one of the few that we have left in 2027. And, you know, John Wall hasn't played in two years. Who knows what kind of condition he's in? He hasn't played at all this year. So I, I, you know, again, they made the decision to bring Russell Westbrook in. I, I, as much as anyone else, you know, feel that it clearly looks like a disaster. It hasn't worked so far. But again, LeBron, AD, and Russ have only played 18 games together. There's a lot of factors at play here. It's easy to make Russell Westbrook the scapegoat for this season, but that really isn't fair, okay? He hasn't been great. That's for darn sure. If they could have traded him and gotten something significant for him, you know, I might have considered it. But you know, at this point in the season, the Lakers are not going anywhere. They're four games under 500. They have an excruciatingly difficult uh, schedule left. 
you know, it's it's better just to play this season out, in my opinion. Uh, see what you have and then regroup in the summer. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I totally agree. I don't think it's smart to make any kind of rash moves, especially, of course, because tensions are so high with the purple and gold right now. You know, especially because, you know, Dad, like you said, and we've talked about this endlessly, the Lakers are a much older team. We don't have too many few young guys. We don't have really any draft picks in the next couple of years. So, you know, I think it's it's important that we kind of keep an eye on our future. We want to try to develop the very few young guys that we have. I'm excited about, you know, Austin Reeves and THT, even though THT sometimes can frustrate me. I do think he still has a lot of promise. So unless we are really going to be getting something drastically, you know, good for those guys. I, I'm, I'm happy that we didn't make any rash decisions. And Dad, like you mentioned, you know, Russ, AD, and LeBron only playing 18 games together this season. You know, that just goes to show how inconsistent this entire season's been. You know, we've never really had a long stretch of games where we've been able to just play fully healthy. And then again, if we were to have made a trade, of course, we would have to you know, acclimate a whole new set of player or players into this system. And again, I think the biggest thing for this Lakers team right now that I want to see them finish out the season with is just some consistency. I want to see us be able to play together, you know, at full strength, full health, or as close to full health as possible. And just kind of see if we can, you know, make a little bit of a run and hopefully just make the freaking playoffs. You know, the players have to look themselves in the mirror, Hannah. I mean, uh, they don't play with energy. They don't play with hustle. There's got to be an answer for the reason why, you know. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if they the coaches lost the locker room. I I don't know what it is. But again, the season has been a disaster. There's no question about it. You know, and there was no trade out there that was going to move the needle at all. And you know, just to throw THT away again, it's not that I'm a huge THT fan. I'm not. I wasn't even last year when other people were. But he's still a young player with potential. And, you know, Rob Palenka said the other day, sometimes the best trade you make is the one you don't make, okay? And that's what I feel about this situation. Better to wait till the off season where you're not, you know, acting out of panic or, or haste. You can kind of calmly sit back and figure out, okay, how do we pick up the pieces and move on? Yeah, no, I completely agree. No, Dad, you mentioned Rob Palenka. Obviously, he has been taking a lot of heat for this team uh, this season, and especially in the last you know month or so. A report came out. Well, actually, Rob Palenka said, you know, after the trade deadline, that he talked with AD and, and LeBron and said, you know, he wasn't going to be making a trade and that they were fine with that. But then now, uh, it's seeming like maybe that wasn't the case. I know you uh, you have a little bit of inside scoop here. Do you want to talk a little bit about this? Well, you know, I I don't know about inside scoop, but it is a little worrisome. You know, yesterday the big storyline was that you know the media came out and said that sources have told them, and that often means someone within LeBron's camp is talking because LeBron's not going to come out and say it himself that they weren't consulted, you know, and that they didn't agree with the decision not to make a move. You know, at the end of the day, Hannah, it doesn't matter to me. You know, LeBron James has pretty much, I think, dictated everything that's happened on the Lakers in the last few years. He's been here four years now. You know, they got rid of all the young players because he didn't like them and didn't want to play with them. They brought in all the veterans that he wanted to play with this year. You know, I think LeBron is is really, you know, responsible in large measure for the roster they put together, which just wasn't a good roster. And I think a lot of people felt that way over the summer, but he... You know, he had other ideas. And Rob Palenka's got to think beyond LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James can just think of LeBron James. He's not going to be here in 2027 when the Lakers have that first-round pick. But Rob Palenka has to think of the future. That's his job, to think a little bit beyond, 
you know, we give everything to LeBron. I mean, 99% to LeBron, but once in a while, Rob Polink has got to make a decision that he thinks is the best for the Lakers franchise, you know, going forward, even if that means LeBron's not going to be thrilled about it. You know, it's kind of interesting that you bring up the fact that we all know LeBron had a huge, if not pretty much all, you know, the decisions that were made this summer were, you know, due to him. I mean, obviously, when you have LeBron James on your team, you really do, you know, make the entire focal point of the team around him. And all the guys that, you know, we brought in this summer were in large part, pretty much the whole part actually due to him and guys that he wanted to play with. And it's interesting because, you know, we see Frank Vogel getting a lot of heat for the team and how poor they've been playing obviously Rob Plinka but we haven't really had a lot of blame been put on LeBron James not the end of the day he was probably the biggest part or the biggest reason why we have all these guys in the first place he really essentially put this team together well LeBron is a master of of orchestrating things but you know not making it show like he's orchestrating things but you know behind the scenes he has a hand in everything that goes on and again there's no point casting blame we can do that at the end of the season we'll look back and we'll throw plenty of blame around the bottom line is the Lakers suffered what may have been their most embarrassing loss not just of this season but of any season the other night when they played the Portland Trailblazers they looked demoralized they looked defeated you know somehow now they got to go to Golden State then they're going to play Utah who's on a roll right now before the before the All-Star break so things are not going to get any better any faster unless the Lakers really wake up and I think that starts with the players looking themselves in the mirror the players are going to have to dig deep and find the strength you know because they're not competing you know they're not hustling uh they're not playing with energy they're not playing with purpose and that's on them yeah I mean it just it's you mentioned that Portland lost out. I mean, we actually didn't do a podcast after that game just because there were just no words. And I think we were both just so upset and so frustrated. And there just really were no words to how embarrassing that loss was. And then you mentioned tonight, we got to go play Golden State. We got Utah. We got the Clippers. We got so many good teams coming up. Uh, then we have the you know the all-star break, which I think is very necessarily needed. I think these players need to just regroup, maybe even take a little step back from basketball for a day or two, regroup and really kind of refocus because right now it just seems like they don't even want to be out there playing. Yeah, uh, you know, the last point that I'm going to make for this podcast, Hannah, is if, and I hope this doesn't happen, but if the Lakers do get creamed in the next two games before the all-star break against Golden State, which is at Golden State, and then again, you know, then against Houston. Excuse me, Utah, who's playing very well right now. If the Lakers play really, really badly, like they have in the last two games against the Bucks, you know, uh, and against the Trailblazers, I don't know if uh, the coach survives the All Star break. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Frank Vogel's, you know, hanging on by a thread. So I, I don't. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't know, Dad, because these players just, I feel like he's lost the team. I feel like. We just don't even want to play anymore. Just things are just pretty much as bad as they're going to get. So I think that is going to wrap up this podcast. But you guys, I want to hear from you, Laker fam. Were you surprised that the Lakers made no trades on the trade deadline? Were you disappointed? Or do you think at the end of the day, it was the right move? Let me know. Of course, you can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. Or, of course, message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.